Welcome in, everybody. Let's speculate on will it be a good year for science fiction in 2024? I mean, we obviously hope so, <laughs> right? But with the most recent flops uh, of the highly anticipated Rebel Moon and the certainly long groan that was the Doctor Who specials released on Disney Plus in December, I, I mean, those were two probably two of the higher anticipated projects of the certainly the the last quarter or two of 2023 uh, and they were oh god they were terrible it, in the the doctor who specials i'd say the first one was awful the second one where the doctor is on the uh, the big spaceship at the end of reality, and then uh, the the third one, I believe it was, yeah, the third one, uh, where he's fighting the toy maker. And the toy maker comes back. That one was good. And then the the last one with the new doctors just just got awful. It was. Oh god, it was so terrible. <laughs> um, well, both of these projects got a whole bunch of mixed reviews and condemnation uh, all across the board. And looking towards 2024, I, I, I mean, her project's not coming out till I think 2026, but like one of the last things that we got was the announcement of the next run of Star Wars films and the first one is going to be about Rey rebuilding the Jedi Order and the director of this movie is a, a literal activist she she said in a, a big interview a, a panel interview that's been going around for a a good couple of days now that she's not actually a filmmaker that she is an activist and she she doesn't have any training in in these are her words she she doesn't have a film degree she got a degree in political science and economics and i'm like dude if you want to be an activist go for it make those films don't don't touch Star Wars, please. <laughs> Star Wars doesn't need to be an activist film. It it needs to be Star Wars. It can have, you know, some subtext in it. It Star Wars has had subtext for forever. It, it, it can have layers, sure, but don't make that the chief part of the movie. Don't make that the your first foot forward. It just doesn't look good. So, things are not too hopeful there. Um, granted, in 2023, we did have some saving graces with uh, They Clone Tyrone. Oh, it was such a good movie. Uh, it was a fantastic sci-fi comedy action film. Um, we had Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That was really fun. Uh, we had Blue Beetle, which I think was really underrated. 
Um, it got kind of meh-ish reviews and reception. Um, we had Justice League War World on HBO, which is probably one of the only animated DC projects to ever really bore me in the last 10 years. Uh, we had Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which was okay, but it's nothing too groundbreaking there. It's just a normal, everyday Transformer movie. Um, nothing nothing too special about them. Now, there were a, a handful more projects in 2023 that I never even heard of, uh, including a new Alien movie, Alien Invasion. That was that was on Freevee and Amazon Prime. Hell, I found it on YouTube. Um, it's very much a bottom of the barrel film. I, it's it's no wonder that I hadn't heard of it at all. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty cheesy, pretty kind of lame. Um, it's got some really basic '80s tropes. Um, it's it's got the troublesome teens doing what they aren't supposed to. They run across this house where a scientist is working on a xenomorph egg, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> but the, the the real problem with the movie lies in that the the effects, which are mostly practical effects, they're kind of lame. And practical effects were a great staple in what made the 80s action thriller movies so cool. But, yeah, overall, it was a, just a total stinker. Um, I think the really mid part of this past year's sci-fi was actually found in Star Wars. Um, we got the third season of Mandalorian, which was not good at all. Aside from a handful of scenes, uh, I, I cannot forgive the way that this show wasted guest stars like Jack Black or Christopher Lloyd. I mean, it was, it was pretty sad. And the show isn't really about Din Djarin and his fatherhood with Grogu as much anymore. Uh, it's it's more become about Bo-Katan and her retaking Mandalore. I mean, why? <laughs> like why? What what for? Like the this season is so alien to what the first season was, and it's strange to the second season. Even though the second season's kind of what got us here in the first place, but. I, I mean, it's it's a very different show now. It's it's become really really different. Uh, we got the first season of Ahsoka, which I give maybe a seven out of ten because there were a few things here and there that not only I didn't care for, but the majority of fans didn't care for. Uh, they they didn't really make sense. Um, but they weren't so terrible that I turned the show off entirely. And I mean, the scenes with Anakin, oh, the, the actual flashbacks of, 
the Clone Wars, even if it was kind of misty and whatever. But I, I get it's supposed to be like some ethereal experience. Uh, but oh my God, those were those were beautiful, gorgeous scenes. Um, Balin Skull, obviously. Uh, R.I.P. Ray Stevenson. Balin Skull is one of the most interesting characters. Um, and that's, that's I think, a great example of what we mean when we say we want original characters. Because Balin Skull wasn't anything before this show. But he, he came in and I was way more interested in him than what was going on with Ahsoka. I mean, Ahsoka was just this lousy stick in the mud for most of most of the show, uh, and I, I was wrapped up in him and his uh, his apprentice, and yeah, waiting for the big reveal with with Thrawn, of course. But yeah, seven out of ten. But if anything salvaged. 2023 for me um i i think it was they cloned tyrone on netflix because wow <laughs> i could not stop laughing at this movie and i i was pulled in at every turn by intrigue and conspiracy and good old sci-fi horror and mystery and if you haven't seen it yet it's it's great. It's got Jamie Foxx. It's got John Boyega in it. I give it a 10 out of 10 recommendation. Go check it out immediately. So, based on what we've seen with the projects from this past year, and you know, judging by the general vibe in Hollywood and what's going on in the zeitgeist of the world today, we can be hopeful for what's to come in 24. Um, I I say that with you know all due grain of salt, but let's let's see what's slated to be released here. Um, one of the first releases that we have been waiting for a while is Dune Part Two. And the first part was pretty mediocre to me at first. Um, I mean, it, it left out a ton of details from the book, and I, I'm not necessarily a purist, but when the details are an integral part of the story, then it really does start to matter. I like to contrast how this story is handled with Peter Jackson making the Hobbit trilogy. Now, th that was based on a relatively short book, and there were three movies fleshing it out. Uh, and, I mean, e each one of those had director's cuts that added about 20 30 minutes per movie, so there's, there's a, a, a lot that is compounded into these tiny books <laughs> um, and uh, a, a lot of it is also inferred from the general uh, like lore built up around 
the universe of the story. And Dune certainly has that. Dune has an enormous uh, chunk of lore, an enormous universe that uh, its, its story is contained in. So Dune has two movies, and it's coming from a rather large book. A, a really big, big story with a ton of important details that so far they're seeming to get kind of pushed to the side and and some of these details are ones that are better when they're revealed and explained organically but otherwise we would just have a film of exposition you know it would be a vlog <laughs> right it would be exposition instead of action and adventure and giant space worms and a psychic kid that becomes a giant space worm eventually you know spoilers but you know. but are we excited for it are are we really wanting this movie eh I, I mean I I'll definitely watch it but I'm not hyped for it I I, I really do want to see Christopher Walken as the emperor though <laughs> I I want to see if we get uh really serious or silly Christopher Walken because there's there's no in between with that guy he's he's a he's a national treasure he's a legend there's also this new addition to the uh, rebooted planet of the apes franchise uh, this one is called kingdom of the planet of the apes kind of an awkward name there but the trailer looks great uh, it seems like the early days of ape supremacy on the Earth. Uh, we, we can clearly see the humans are receding into their more docile state. Uh, we see all of this natural overgrowth all over the old world now. Uh, kind of burying the world of humans. And you get buildings and... All of these kinds of things reclaimed by foliage. Uh, we see an ape kingdom that's in a crashed tanker cruise ship wreckage. Um, it's on a beach. The uh, the CGI looks really good, and it's it's an original story that's expanding on a beloved franchise. So for this one, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this one I'm, I'm really hyped for it we have our comic book movies uh, they are more often than not the biggest box office earners uh, unless we get like a Oppenheimer or a Barbie to blow them out of the water we've got Deadpool 3 that's supposed to have Wolverine in it and I mean it's it's gonna be a Deadpool movie so it's gonna be really funny uh, it's it's going to be not too shy with gore and fourth wall breaks. It's, it's going to be a blast. Even even if a Deadpool movie was bad, it's still funny. And it may even be so bad that it is funny. So that's that's always a bit of a redeeming quality there. We have Madam Web, which... Eh, I, I, don't, I don't think there's 
too much excitement about this movie. I'm not excited for it, if I'm being honest, because the trailers just don't do too much for me, and I haven't heard anything about it. Like, I, I, I don't see or hear anyone doing any speculative what if or uh, any there's no talk around it at all Um, and for the most of you that don't know who Madam Web is she is this kind of uh, in in the DC universe she is this kind of or not DC I'm sorry uh, Marvel universe um you have this guy called the Beyonder, who is kind of like the Watcher, but he he doesn't. He's a little bit more powerful than the Watcher. Um, he's this cosmic entity, and he trains Madame Web. She's kind of an apprentice to him, or uh, an ally or whatever. And she she becomes this kind of matriarchal eternal dimensional being that ends up helping (laughs) Spider-Man she's kind of cool and I I guess this is an origin story for her Um, in the comics and in the uh, 2000's Spider-Man show she was always depicted as being a lot older so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we have Craven the Hunter. And I think this is going to be pretty special because it's actually a comic book movie that's rated R. And we hardly get any rated R movies anymore unless they're horror films. And really, that's only to cover the suspense, the gore, the body horror, you know, things like that. And considering who the movie's about, I mean, it's easy to imagine the R rating is covering a wide array of violence, which will be just what DC needs if they can do it right. Because you have, like, you have, you have violence in comic book movies, but, I mean, it's somebody gets hit they they go flat right there's no blood splatter um there's no the the movie that pushed the envelope for me in that regard is multiverse of madness where you have scarlet witch just tearing people apart that was pretty great i i think that was a a step in tearing open that envelope and allowing for future comic book movies to really give us all that they can instead of being you know very clean or whatever um yeah I I think it's going to be something that DC really needs now we were supposed to get the Thunderbolts this year with with, uh, Harrison Ford as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross but due to the writers and actor strikes it was delayed until 2025. And that's really a shame because Harrison is kind of getting up there. 
old boy's like 81, 82 now. So they, they got to, if they want him, they, they're going to have to get on the ball with that. Like he, he did dial of destiny and, uh, I, I know he had, you know, stunt doubles and and CGI de-aging and all that kind of good stuff, so he didn't do too much, but boy, <laughs> you can only use him for so long. Uh, there's going to be Rebel Moon Part 2, The Scar Giver, and ugh, again, it's just not looking forward to this unless it has more anthony hopkins deer king robot in it I, like i said in uh my part one review if the character i want more of is in the movie for all of 10 minutes and that's all we get there is something seriously wrong with your movie this to me was one reason I knew the film was bad when I compared it to other movies like Star Wars and the 1989 Batman. Both of those movies had characters that were henchmen, but they never really talked, right? But everybody loved Bob, the, the henchman for the Joker, and Boba Fett, henchman for Jabba for. Uh, job of the hut right they were only in those movies for like five ten minutes anthony hopkins robot shares the same amount of screen time has the same effect but the film he's surrounded in just sucks by comparison it's it's not gripping in enough to make me forget a character that i only saw for a really short amount of time and, oh God, I really didn't like Rebel Moon. <laughs> so you can probably tell how much I'm anticipating part two. And, oh, we're also getting Godzilla x Kong, the new empire, which looks pretty stellar to say the least. I, I'm actually pretty excited about this one. I mean, it's more giant monsters fighting. It's the best. Who doesn't love that? Uh, there's also the Ghostbusters Frozen Empire movie. There's a lot of Empire and Kingdom themed films coming up this year. <laughs> um, and the Ghostbusters trailer opens like a natural disaster film. And I kind of like that. Because they're, they're doing more and newer creative things in regards to presenting their supernatural ph phenomena right their their big bads are coming in in a not a rehashed way this is this is very fresh feeling right plus paul rudd is a ghostbuster now so that'll be really fun to see uh, there's going to be a new Power Rangers movie with The Legend of the White Dragon. And there's not too many details out on this right now. Uh, just some stills and artwork that look pretty dope. 
Uh, and it's going to have Johnny Young Bosch in it, so I'm already 100% on board with that. And there's a few smattering of other projects going on, like Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Uh, there's a good amount of foreign and indie films. Uh, there's going to be another notch in the Mad Max franchise. So there, there's a decent amount of stuff to come out this year. Uh, there's a few things that have some promise, but it's nothing too groundbreaking. And I, I feel like the strikes that went on for a few solid months in the middle of 2023, I, I think that's really what uh, what put the nail in the coffin of there not being a ton coming out this year. Not just sci-fi, but just a ton in general. Uh, but, you know, something I, I guess I never really get heard talked about at least I don't think so, is exactly what it is that a greater audience that takes in sci-fi films and in shows and projects, what we really want to see. What do we want out of a good sci-fi project? I I think that in itself is a whole other episode. Maybe, maybe a guest spot or two. We'll see. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends. And may the Force be with us all.